Blog Talk Radio. LiveDeliverance.com here on blogtalkradio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. And because the Lord is moving in a mighty way, it's my pleasure to let you know that you can also hear Live Deliverance broadcast on the Apple podcast at podcast.apple.com backslash U.S. Or you can listen to us on Facebook, which is facebook.com backslash events, backslash www.blogtalkradiodeliverance. And then also on player.fm, livedeliverance.com. As the Lord is moving to release his glory all over the world, we'd like to ask you to get involved with this ministry and invite some of your friends and family members, or even your coworkers, to come and listen and be blessed. Don't forget that tonight's ministry will also be made available for you to share to them about 10 minutes after the broadcast. Just go to the website, look for livedeliverance.com, look for Pastor Steve Lee, and the date of the broadcast. So having said all of that, we can go ahead and get into the business of the kingdom. So if you would, join your hearts with me in a word of prayer. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open mine eyes that I might behold wondrous words, wondrous things out of your word. <clears throat> Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. That healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because of your spirit, the love, and your word. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God 
to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirits and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, uh, today we're going to uh, get a, a new series, and it's going to be uh, Thanksgiving, the power that cannot be stopped. You know, we should be always preparing for victory. And that should be an easy thing to do. In our preparing, we must make room for our expectation to blossom, bloom, and bud. You know, this principle started in the beginning when God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. That's a, a, a blossom booming and budding, blooming and budding. So with that in mind, I want to ask you some questions. God said that we should be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and subdue. Why? Because we were made in his image after his likeness. Do you think that God is fighting for victory? No. Uh, or does he just <clears throat> live in victory? Is he trying to be fruitful? Uh, or does fruitfulness come because of his word that he already put in place? Is he trying to be faithful? Or does faithfulness come because of that word? His kingdom is his dominion, the domain where he lives, and the place where he invited us into. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. So I ask questions. Is that how we are actually functioning on the earth? If not, we're going to find out that Thanksgiving is a power that just cannot be stopped. I want you to notice that he did not tell us to make fruit. He told us to be fruitful. He didn't tell us to create multiplication. He didn't tell us to plenish the earth. He said replenish the earth, which means that all of the things necessary to replenish is already there. He didn't tell us to perpetually fight to subdue, to have dominion. You know, Adam was placed in victory. His life was a sweatless life. And God being the same yesterday, today, and forever was the same thing for us. But maybe because our surroundings have been polluted or our understanding has been slanted, that we make bad decisions and take steps that are unsure, hurtful, and unproductive. David kind of gave us a blueprint for this. If you would, let's turn in your Bibles to Psalms 107. David is trying to, to help us to, 
to be able to live the life that he lived. You remember that David, God said that he was a man after his heart. David was not after his hands. He was after his heart. And with that being said, we know David uh, made mistakes left, right, and sideways. But his heart was trying to be connected to God in everything. No, he wasn't excused for it, but he knew that he could just confess the words, I'm sorry, I repent to God. So David did that. Let's listen to what he said. Verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love that, that scripture. That tells me, first of all, that, that our mouth should be moving. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <clears throat> he didn't say, let the redeemed of the Lord feel so. He said, let them say so. Sometimes, you know, uh, because, again, our, our, our thinking <clears throat> might have been, um, our understanding might be slanted because we view things um, and look at other people and think that other people haven't gone through this or didn't have to worry about that. The Bible teaches us, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, they that compare themselves among themselves or by themselves is not wise. So why do we look at the Joneses, if you would, to decide whether or not we are blessed? He said, oh, Give thanks, for the Lord is good. Whether you feel like it, whether you understand it, whether you like it, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. I don't know why we try to make God suspect because of what we didn't do, understand, like, or what, whatever those cases might be. Why do we try to make God suspect? Probably the suspect is us. <laughs> we are the ones that, that have lost the ability to be trusted with the most important thing that he could give, and that is his word. Because this same scripture in, in verse 20, it says, he sent his word and healed us. I used to say he sent his word to heal us, but that's not correct. He sent his word and healed us because he's not worried about his word coming back void. So when he sent his word to us, that word came with it standing on the ready, if you would, to do what he told it to do, what he declared it would do. See, he said it's not going to return to him void. But what has to happen is it has to prosper in the thing whereunto he sent it. Okay? And a lot of times when we are frustrated because of what we see, we stop the word from prospering because we let another word prosper. We let another word germinate. Please remember that God placed Adam in a garden. Same thing he did with your heart. Your heart is your garden. Why then do we allow other things to be planted in our garden? See, again, be fruitful. Didn't tell the man to plant fruit. 
Just something to think about. See? The, the, as a matter of fact, if you go through the process that, that, that uh, is delineated in Genesis, God did everything for man before he put man in the garden. And he said that the garden was good. That was before man even entered into the picture. He was already working because God said, earth, bring forth. And as we allow our heart to be connected to God in fellowship, in thanksgiving, then we can see the earth bring forth. And it's an interesting thing if you would write down the word earth, and if you would write down the word heart, you will notice that the H at the back of earth can be transplanted, put into the front, and you'll have heart. See? So everything that God said he wanted to have done in the earth, he also wants it to be done in your heart, the garden that you are responsible for. The worry really shouldn't have a place in our hearts because that's not what God planted in the six days where he said it was good. See? I mean, this is really uh, um, just something to kind of jog our thinking here. We're at the first part of the year, and I, I don't want you to go through uh, a year of frustration when God has already sent his word and healed us and delivered us from all of our destruction. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Okay, that's good, good. Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I would like for you to notice <clears throat> the tense that is here for the word redeemed. It is past tense, is it not? It didn't say uh, that we should say so because he's redeeming. He said hath, past tense, redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. So I guess sometimes maybe because we find ourselves in a situation, we listen to the circumstance, we listen to the situation, and believe that we are not the one that has already been redeemed. There is an ED, I believe, in your Bible. That means it's taken place already. So then since it's already taken place, then my mouth, living in faith, my mouth should say so. See, a lot of times I found that people are praying from a position of actual unbelief. They want to believe. The guy says, Lord, help my unbelief. And so here I am trying to help your unbelief by giving you the knowledge that every promise has already been given to you. <clears throat> See, he's not looking for opportunities. Okay, let's do that. God is not looking for opportunities to bless you. He's looking for agreement with the blessings that he's already released into your life. Agreement is what he's looking for. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And he's redeemed you from the hand of the enemy. That's kind of interesting. Right, let's just look at that. He said he has already redeemed you from the hand of the enemy. Unfortunately for us, Sometimes we don't allow our ears 
to be delivered from the enemy. We still hear the same things. Okay. Come on, y'all. We hear, I can't, he, God won't. See, we hear that. The devil, is he's the father of lies. Every time he opens his mouth, I would like for you to know for a certainty, he's lying. He's the father of that. That means that he's going to take what he says to you, get you to think it, believe it, and as you believe it, then that is conceived as your viable pathway. You believe that it's going to be hard. The way of the transgressor is hard, not the way of the blessed. See, God has delivered us from all of our destructions. So since he's redeemed you from the hand of the enemy or from what the enemy can do to cause harm in your life, we need to then get our ears delivered so that we will not believe the lies that he is fathering in our spirit, in our understanding. See? The redeemed of the Lord are supposed to say so. And if it happens that that that, that you find yourself <clears throat> saying a thing over and over again, it could be that you're saying it to allow yourself to believe it, that you haven't spoken it out of faith yet. I'm not condemning. I am giving you a way of thinking that you should pay attention to the words that come out of your mouth. Pay attention to the thoughts that are in your, in your soul, in your mind. He told us that we, our job is to bring every thought into captivity. We shouldn't have loose thoughts. They, thoughts that say maybe it won't work. That's a loose, bad thought. Because he sent the word and healed you. And since God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, the one that has spoken it and he shall make it good, that he's released it and he shall bring it to pass. He's working on the blessing that he has released for your life. He's working with you so that you can then agree with what he promised. <clears throat> you know, Peter actually walked with Jesus. And Jesus had to kind of help Peter. After the revelation came in Matthew chapter 16, he told Peter, Peter, you are blessed. Wow. Let's, let's look at this. <laughs> Keep your finger there, beloved. We're coming right back to Psalms 107. But just look at this <laughs> in, in Matthew chapter 16. Interesting how uh, the devil, I, I, what I'm trying to do is expose him and the, the way that he has to work. Uh, there, the devil is limited in what he can do. He has to work in the same way that he was working prior to Jesus because after Jesus, he can't come up with anything new. There is nothing new under the sun, Okay. Since Jesus is exalted, he sits high 
in the heavens. There is nothing new under the sun, S-O-N. So the devil is bound by that which was under the law, that which was prior to Jesus, okay? So then you could just hear what Jesus has already said he's done. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. See, these are just things that we should do and, and, and walk in, operate in this. Please look at this. <laughs> this is in, uh, we, we understand, I, this is the foundation, if you would, of what Jesus wants to do in your life. It has to be built on revelation, not explanation. I'll say that again. Your life is going to be built on revelation, not on explanation. If you're still wondering why, you're looking for an explanation. Okay? So kind of stop that. These are the, that's a thought that you need to bring into captivity. See? I, I, I no longer need to know why. I'm going to ask God, what do I do? Why is it insignificant to me? If my boss paid me my, uh, uh, my salary, I don't ask my boss why. You see what I'm saying? If someone gives me a gift, I don't have to look the gift horse in the mouth. It is now my time to take possession of the gift. If you're looking for the, the, the explanation, then you're living under the wrong dispensation. Let's live under revelation, live by revelation, move by revelation. Amen. Let's look at this. Um, he came in verse 13 of chapter 16 of the book of Matthew. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say I am? I, the son of man, am. And then they said, hmm. Okay. Uh, again, our life cannot, it can't be lived in the what they said either. Okay? Because notice what happened. It says, they said that thou art uh, John the Baptist or, and, or, or Elias or others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus telling us we cannot live by what they say. He said, but whom do you say that I am? And then Paul I mean, then Simon singularly answered, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus said, Blessed, empowered to prosper are you, Simon, bar Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you singularly that thou art Peter, or rock, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom, wow, <laughs> of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Notice what Jesus did. He said, Peter, you're blessed because this is a revelation from the Father who is in heaven. And because of this revelation from the Father, I say you can build upon that. I'm building upon that. This rock of revelation, that's what I'm building on. You want to know what I'm doing in your life? 
I'm building on the rock of revelation. God's no respect of person. If I would allow my heart to hear the revelation from the Father, I can then join in the building and enjoyment that's going to be coming from God because of what he's building. On this rock, I build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That was a a statement. See, we don't live there. But where he was, they actually had an edifice that was built, and they called that the, the gates of hell. Okay? So then people that are uh, used to being cursed hang out at the gate where the cursed people live and function. They're used to it. So they hang out and listen at what did they say. I don't need to know what a demon said, bless the Lord. He said flesh and blood did not reveal it to you. But most of the time, we have trained our lives to follow that which flesh and blood reveals. See? Whatever flesh and blood can reveal, let me just help you out. The word that has already came from God will overcome the word of flesh and blood. That's why Paul told us we are not supposed to wrestle with flesh and blood. That's not our battlefield. See? Strongholds that that, that that we have in hearing other people's ideas for our life, limitations for our life. See? When people say to me, you can't, I'm already hearing you can. Because flesh and blood is not what I live by. I don't live by the word of people. Let's settle it with what God said. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So Peter heard from Peter heard Jesus say, "You are empowered to prosper." I'm giving you Peter things that'll help you get to where you need to, because I'm going to give you what will prosper in your life. Flesh and blood did not reveal this. And then right after that, he charged him, verse 20, again, he's giving him keys. Come on, come on. Look at the progression that God has set up here. He said, flesh and blood is going to give you what you need, Peter, because you're empowered to prosper. And then he says, now, whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you have to lock up that's coming against this revelation, Peter, I am giving you keys. And I'm not giving you, wow, I'm not just giving you keys to the things you want. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So so that I can then function as a child of the Most High God, declaring and decreeing what God has said, what God has already promised, what God has given me keys to bring into my life, 
Whatever I bind on earth is bound. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed. And he says, because of these keys that you have, you can function in victory. Every time, all the time. If there is a door that seems to be uh, blocking your path, use the keys. Bind up the power of lies. Because every time the devil speaks, he's lying. See? So if flesh and blood is the arena that the devil can only function in, he cannot function in the spirit world that God has dominion over. Demons are spirits, but they have to work through flesh all of the time. They are illegal disembodied spirits. That's why they can't function on the earth without the assistance of a human that's going to allow it. They are disembodied spirits, say, without a right on the earth. Adam had authority over everything in the earth. The devil tricked him and then took the, the rights and authority in the earth. Jesus came and restored us. Amen. Because I have the keys to the kingdom, therefore whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loose. Whatever I declare illegal, inoperative, say, whatever you declare, he put the keys back in your hand to function by your spirit, not by your intellect. But here goes Peter, given, come on, y'all, he gave him the keys. Did he say, he gave him the keys, and he said, whatsoever. All right, watch what Peter does. <laughs> then he charged the disciples, verse 20, that they should not tell uh, uh, no man what, that uh, Jesus was the Christ. And from that time, he began to show them, his disciples, how he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and, on, and be raised again on the third day. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him and saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto you. Then he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, thou art an offense to me, for thou savorest the things, favorites not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. You could almost hear the conversations when Jesus said he was going to die. They didn't hear the prophetic word that said he would rise again on the third day. See, we, we, live, <clears throat> we live in this life, and we probably are accustomed to having things the way we want them, when we want them. So then here comes Jesus blessing him and saying, you are empowered to prosper. And then conversations around him. When Jesus said, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to suffer, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, wait a minute, I'm not just going to suffer a couple of things. I'm going to suffer many things. And he says, I'm going to suffer these things by a bunch of people, hmm. by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes. 
I mean, when you when he says one group, you might have thought no. Then he said another group, and then you begin to say, I got to stop him. I'm going to say no. And everybody that was hearing it was saying and thinking the same things. And Jesus said, Peter, the one that's empowered to prosper, why are you savoring the things of man and throwing away or discounting the things of God? Prophecy is a thing that should live in our life. And he said prophetically, he's going to be killed and on the third day he'll be raised. Why didn't Peter hear that my victory is going to now be unstoppable? Because he's Lord. They were all calling him Lord. And he was teaching them that my kingdom is not of this world. And so then hearing that, they were glad, but they kind of thought that they were going to be the one, that, the chosen people. They wanted to be the ones that they could brag because God's doing what's supposed to be done in their life for them. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. My kingdom is not of this world. But here we go. After being empowered to prosper, Peter went back to savoring the things that be of man. I mean, can you see they, they, the, the disciples telling Peter, urging people, Peter to go, hey, tell him that's not going to happen. Tell him we don't want him to go. You could tell uh, things were on their mind in the book of Acts. It, it, they, they, um, they, they asked, when can your rule take over? When, when are you going to do all these great things for us? And Jesus said, the hour is not now. You don't know when the hour is going to be. That's in the hands of the Father. But I need for you to go wait for the Holy Spirit that's going to help you, teach you, lead you into all the truth, show you things to come. Glory to God. He's going to show you the prophetic. See, the devil shows us things out of fear, things because of anger, things because of frustration. The Holy Ghost wants to show you the things that will come, the things that are of God. Wow. See, that's why we're supposed to have prophecy in our life to the point where we are accustomed to hearing, thus saith the word of the Lord. That, that, that we're not going to be the ones that get our, our information from uh, CBMC. ABC, CBS, all of, we're going to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. Because when we hear that, the Holy Ghost now has something that he can work with. Because okay? he's going to take the things of Jesus and he's going to reveal them, show them unto you. Okay? He's going to take the prophecy and then show you, glory to God, show you how to stand. Having done all to stand, stand there for being dressed appropriately, see, having the word of God, which will stop, cut away all the things the devil is saying, see, having on the right breastplate so that your heart will be protected, so that you will not have a heart of question, you will have a heart of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, the view of a thing as it ought to be, righteousness. And say, I keep seeing that image. I keep seeing that picture. 
Because what you see is what you're going to go after. So then if you see fear and trepidation, if you see lack, then that's what you're going to go after. You will flow in that. See? But he told Peter, you're blessed because my father has showed this to you. So then the question becomes, what are we allowing God to show us? Are we getting our information from our surroundings? There are going to be some things that's uh, coming on the earth um, that's going to cause people to show whether they are for God, they believe God, or they're just going to be believing the lie. See, God is warning us to be a church that does not have any spot or wrinkle, a, a, a church that knows how to trust in the Lord with all of their heart, not with a portion of their heart, but with all of their heart, a people that don't lean to their own understanding. They will already know that Jesus has given to me keys of the kingdom. And whatever I declare to be right from the word of God, by the spirit of God, is right for my life. I don't care. A thousand will fall in my right and ten thousand, but it will not come nigh me. Why? Because I've made the Lord, who is my high tower, I made him my salvation. I made him the my dwelling place. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Okay. Go back to Psalms 107. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Glory to God. You know, forever has to start now, or it could not be forever. Eternal life has to start now, or it cannot be eternal. Amen. So sometimes, you know, we think that um, this is just when we get Everything right when we get to heaven. No, 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 no. He gave you these things according to Ephesians chapter 3. He says that now it's going to be shown through the church the manifold wisdom of God. Through the church, through the called out ones, the ecclesia. See, we're supposed to be displaying, walking in, and enjoying that now. He has given us all things richly to enjoy. He didn't say, he's given us all things to enjoy when we get there. Here is like a practice run, and we get to see the glory of God manifest here, and then we enter into the glory of God that's unspeakable. See? We, we get to live both of them, even as Adam did. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day, conversations with the Father. See, we, we have the right to do that same thing. Jesus gave us that right through his death, burial, and resurrection. He gave us that. See, the keys are now restored. Say that he took the keys of death held in the grave, took them out of the devil's hand. 
so that we can then be the heirs of life. Glory to God. So again, if you are, uh, if you're still living by explanation rather than revelation, let's just stop that. Let's live by revelation, because the gates of hell cannot prevail against that. Oh, give thanks, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south. See, I, I don't care where you live. Not only is his mercy enduring forever, it reaches unto. Say, north, south, east, and west. He wants to bless you wherever you are. That's why he told us in, in Deuteronomy 28, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Blessed coming in, blessed going out. See, wherever you are, God has called you, purposed you to live in the blessing. Amen. He's purposed for you to be able to pass that blessing down to your seed and your seed's seed. God thinks in three generations. See? So he wants you to enjoy it. Train up your child in the way they, they, they should go so that they wouldn't depart from it, so that then the next generation will have the understanding that this is the ease that God wanted me to live in. You shall find rest unto your soul. Take my yoke upon you. My burden is easy, light. So that by the time your children's children out of the practice that you have trained them in, they almost, as a commercial, the uh, cartoon on the paper says, they almost laugh at the devil. The, the devil said, what? Crack it up. Because they have seen the ease that God has given unto you, the grace that God has caused you to live in. Amen. See, when we have our hearts set that way, then our children's children will be those that glorify God, walk in victory perpetually. He didn't forget how to do that. He said that the whole earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord the same way the waters cover the sea. Sounds like to me that's your children and your children's children. Glory to God whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered them out of the hand, lands from the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south. He said, they did wonder in the wilderness, mm, in a solitary place. See, when, 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 I, when I depart from the living God, when I don't allow him my whole heart, what happens is I'm going to be finding myself in the wilderness in a place where supply is scarce. See, Adam was placed in abundance. This is what Adam was placed in. Adam was placed in all. All of these trees shall thou eat from except that one. Adam was placed in abundance. He was placed in all. 
And Jesus came and put us in the place of all. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Amen. See? So if you allow your heart to be, if you allow your heart to be, uh, if you allow your mind self to be double-minded and your heart to be in question, then you're going to find yourself wandering <laughs> in the wilderness. Wandering sounds like this. I do it. That was the thing that the devil uh, 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 tricked Adam with. Has God said, will God do it? You find yourself tracking around in questions or wondering while you wander. Okay? You, you don't walk in sure steps. You're wondering while you're wandering. And he says, you're wandering in a solitary way. Did God not tell us that he would never leave us or forsake us? Did not God tell us that the Holy Spirit should receive the Holy Spirit to dwell in us? So why am I in a solitary place? Don't go through this year with that. Go through this year with the promise of, I will never leave you or forsake you. Therefore, your conversation is different. You will boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. I don't get my information from man. I get my revelation from God. And then my, woo, thank you, sir, and then my revelation becomes my inspiration, and my inspiration becomes my information, and then my destination is easy. Amen. It says they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. And they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Wow. See, God, okay, we've been called to the place named all. By God shall supply all your need by his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So all is in Christ Jesus. If I'm letting my surroundings talk, I'm going to lose all because I'm not in Christ Jesus, settled there. It says <laughs> they found no city to dwell in, hungry and th- okay, hungry and thirsty. Do you not know that hunger also has a voice. Thirst also has a voice. Because you're hungry, you hear things like, I need to go over there and eat. Even though God has promised us that in the very presence of our enemies, he prepared a table before us. Why am I going somewhere else? When God, the best cook, if you will, of all, is prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He wants me to eat where my my, my frustrations are trying to get me to move. 
Come on, y'all. Did you see that? The table is set before me in the presence of my enemies. So my lack, God wants me to eat in front of my lack to show that he is good and his mercy endures forever. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Why? Again, because they're listening to hunger that causes need to be exposed. Say, and then because the need is exposed, then the, the explanation has to happen. Why is it that you don't have? Does God want you to? See? So that's when you wander in the wilderness in a solitary way because you didn't have a place to dwell in. Did it not tell us that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous do what? They run into it and they are safe. With that safety includes uh, safe from hunger, safe from trouble, safe from pressure. Mm. See? So then we need to just go ahead and appropriate that promise that I choose to run in. It didn't say uh, barely trip in. Come on. I'm not trying to slip in. He said they run into this place. They run into the tower, a place where they can be elevated above all of the trouble. See, God intended for us not to go through trouble. He wanted us to be on top of trouble, a high tower. See, we are above only and not beneath. As our heart understands the truth of his word, then I don't expect to go through stuff. He placed, he, he made me sit together in heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, dominion, and might, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world that is to come, far above. Okay. But I have to understand where he called me to, where he placed me, where he wants me to live. In my father's house, there are many, many dwelling places. And if it wasn't so, I'm the one that would have told you it's not so. I don't need the devil to tell you it's not so. I don't need your friends to tell you it's not so. The emotion sang a song, said, uh, don't ask my neighbors. If you want to know where love is, ask me. Don't ask the people that I hang around. <laughs> Hungry and thirsty, their soul faded in them. <laughs> Here's the reason why that they were getting information from them. They, I, I don't even, I never found out who them was, who they was. I don't, I never did find out. Because they always have some, some, some things they want you to hear, don't they? When you listen to them, you would find yourself in trouble. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and God delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by what? The right way. Why did he lead them forth by the, white, by the right way? 
that they may go to the city where they're supposed to live. Amen. The city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. That's God's plan for you to be filled. Jesus came and he was full of grace and truth. Why? So that you can live a life that's full. He wants you to partake of the grace. I I, I was in ministry and I heard this, this Sunday that uh, the grace of God is a gift. It says that in Ephesians, for by grace are you saved, it is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. It was not of yourself. Now, a gift is always given, but generally the next step in a given gift is the gift now has to be opened. You have to discover is in the gift, what's in the grace. And that's the, the, the job that we want to do. We want to, uh, we don't want to be like a child, Pastor said, Bishop said this, this, this yesterday. He said, we don't want to be like children that, that just play with the box because they didn't understand the gift. Okay? They, 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 they are small in thinking. And God has given, them, given us a gift that will last throughout our life and answer all of the situations and circumstances of our life. He told us to grow in grace. They discover what this gift is all about. Jesus was full of grace. Let's find out where the fullness should be used. In my life, let's find out. Wherever I see something that's lacking, grace, come on now. The, he, the Apostle Paul heard it. He says, my grace is what? It is sufficient for you. It's more than enough. See, I, I'm the God that is more than enough. El Shaddai. See? So as you grow in this grace, as you understand it, this grace, as you learn to live in this grace and walk in this grace, oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. The access for our victory is thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures Forever. You know, sometimes we, we forget the Old Testament covenant was the mercy of God. The New Testament covenant is the grace of God. And he said that we should come boldly to the throne of grace. And then because of that grace that we came with the understanding that I have a right to it, that I have been given it, 
He says that's the grace is going to then cause the mercy to be activated. Come boldly to the throne of grace, obtain mercy. When do I obtain this mercy? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. When do I obtain this mercy? In the time of need. Wow. If you would, God gave us the original ATM process. Glory to God. He gave us the original one. I go boldly to his throne of grace and make a withdrawal. Obtain the mercy. Find the grace that's there to help. Glory to God. Okay, come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Go over there and see that. Hebrews chapter 4. Wow, wow. I'm just seeing it, you know, to to, to get us to to, to function in this. See, we, we have to live there. Sojourn there. Wow. I just said, he, that's, if you would, the original ATM machine, starting with verse 12. Nope, I'm going to go back some. Verse 11. He says, let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest of the Lord, enter into the place where I no longer have to strive for it. I no longer have to beg for it. I can enter into the rest of the Lord. <laughs> okay, you can say it that way too. I can enter into that which he has for me, the rest of his blessing. Okay. <laughs> Let's enter into the rest of the Lord. Let's any man fall after the same example of unbelief. See, the children of Israel gave up on God, if you would. They went to the place of trying to get an explanation rather than hearing the truth that's in my my revelation. Lest any of us fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing the sunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open before the eyes of him to whom we have to do. Seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. See, God knows that Situations and circumstances, the voice of need, the voice of hunger, the voice of thirst will have the ability to take you away from your profession of faith. You'll give up on God, but I'd rather you let patience have a perfect work with you, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. But the children of Israel... Wow, who didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them to show them, bring to their remembrance what Jesus has said, show them things to come, lead them into the truth, give them the power. See, the children of Israel didn't have that. We do, beloved. 
So let's take full advantage of his promise. It says, let's not be those that fall after the same example of unbelief. Because the word of God is going to deal with you and it's going to separate soul from spirit so that you will know that, wait a minute, that thought was my soul man denying me. This thought is my spirit man receiving. <clears throat> See, he wants to use the word to separate your soul from your spirit. So you'll stop having the trouble with the I can'ts and the I ain'ts. Because that rests in your soul. That doesn't rest in your spirit. Your spirit knows that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, I might not be walking in it now, but I'm I'm, I'm doing what Mary did. I'm staying at his feet and receiving that thing that is needful. I'm receiving my strength by his word, by his spirit. So if you want to keep looking at me, go ahead, because I'm going to be the one that is fruitful. I am going to be the one that's going to multiply. I'm going to be the one that replenishes the earth. I'm going to be the one that subdues. I'm going to be the one that has dominion. I'm sitting in the place where his word is alive in me. The word of God is quick, powerful, showing me while it divides the soul from the spirit. The, the, the thoughts and intents of the heart. Okay? The word of God is going to do that. I'm giving him the right to do that by fellowship. Oh, glory to God. I'm not just giving him the right to do it by begging and pleading. I'm giving him the right to do it by fellowship. That's what Adam did. He had fellowship with God. Seeing then, we have verse 14. We have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Wow. He went there for this. He's passed into the heavens. He's seated at the right hand of the Father so that he can dispense this grace that he's already promised us to walk in, to live in, that he can bring the revelation of that grace so that when I get the revelation of that grace, I know I've been empowered, blessed to prosper. Passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. He said, we, the high priest that we have is touched with our feelings, but he doesn't want us living by our feelings. Amen. He's touched by it and wants to bring healing to your heart so that your feelings don't lead you anymore. Because your feelings sometimes look for an explanation rather than a revelation. <clears throat> who is not touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may 
obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The Old Testament saints found mercy and comfort in the mercy. We have have been given the right to come boldly to the throne of grace, obtain the mercy, and go further than they did, and find help. See it? So, so he doesn't want us to live on yesterday's manner. This is a description of that. The Old Testament saints lived on the manner of their day. Our manner is different. Mercy is defined as when you don't get what you deserve, that's mercy. Grace has been defined as when you get what you don't deserve. See, it was not me coming because of this, that, or the other. Grace was already there. And grace is speaking, glory to God. So then as I hear grace speaking, here's the thing. Uh, It was said yesterday in ministry, grace is God's yes. That's what grace is. God's riches at Christ's expense. That's the acronym he gave me for grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. See? So then grace is there so that the thing that I couldn't do, I now can do. The thing that I didn't understand is going to flood my understanding because grace is speaking. Grace is saying to me, Yes. For all of the promises of God are yes, and in him they are so be it. Amen. Not maybe. Not keep trying. They are yes, and so be it. Amen. By us to the glory of God. See, the grace, glory to God, the grace is necessary to be used in the presence of God through fellowship. Amen. He said, come boldly. Come on, just look at it. He said, come boldly to the throne, obtain the mercy, and then find the grace that's there to do what? To help in the time of need. So, God knew you was hungry. God knew you were thirsty. And he said, come, obtain the mercy, find the water fountain, the fountain of living water. See? Because he said that my people committed two evils. They forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they hewn out for themselves his cisterns that don't hold any water. They went to them and they and asked, what should I do? And Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you, my Father. And you're empowered to prosper because of what revelation my Father gives to you. So then it says, find the grace. Hear the voice of grace saying yes. Saying receive, 
saying, be strengthened. See? Then when we purpose to do that, we'll find that the grace is sufficient. He didn't give us insufficient grace. He gave us grace that is sufficient. See? I go to this throne of grace and I obtain the mercy and I employ the grace that's there to help in the time of need. Oh, that men would give thanks and praise the Lord for his wonderful goodness. See, the whole thing, God wants us to live a life of thanksgiving, knowing that he's already met my need. Okay, my God shall, the word shall is absolute imperative. My God shall supply all your need. And there, need was not plural. Need was there singular. That need was not for stuff. That need was for presence. Because presence provides your need. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. God is present to present presence. The grace is there in the time of need. So then I would ask this question. Since the grace is there in the time of need, should I leave this throne without my need being met? I would submit no, that you take the word that is alive, that's quick, that's powerful, than any sharp sword, alive. The word quick there means alive. The word is alive. We serve a living God, and he wants to cause that life that's in him to be in us, be fruitful, multiply. Replenish, subdue, and have dominion. God spoke that Zoe word into Adam because everything around Adam, come on, y'all, everything around Adam was placed there so that his words would cause activation for the thing that he needed. That's why he lived a sweatless life. Amen. Everything that he would ever have need of was already there waiting for a decree. By your words, are you justified? By your words, are you condemned? Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and they that eat shall eat the fruit thereof. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. He gave us the ability to speak, declare, and decree. So I take his word that's sharp while I'm at the throne, and I allow him to, 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 to deal with me, to reveal to me those things that, that I haven't grasped as truth. Because when I am intimate with the truth, Jesus said, the truth that you're intimate with will make you free. Okay? 
He said, my, will you stay in my word? And then if you stay in my word, you will know the truth. Become intimate with it. And then you will be my disciples in what you do. Okay? But if you don't abide in the word, if you just visit the word every once in a while, or go to the word in the frustration and not understand that you have the boldness to come before the throne of grace, receive the mercy, and find the help. He's a very present help in the times of trouble. In the year 2024, he wants us to to press into the revelation that causes truth to be revealed, lived in, so it can be lived out. God can't do nothing for you until he first does something in you. There has to be a change of thought, a new mindset, a change of heart. He says, let not your heart be troubled. So when you go to God with a troubled heart, I would say that you didn't go to him for fellowship. You went to him for an explanation. And we're supposed to live by revelation, not explanation. I really need for you to get that. Because as you receive that truth and walk in that truth, then your thanksgiving will become exponential. Because you won't have any worry. You won't have any fear. Okay? God wants you to function as a victor. Function as a son. And a son of the king. Not a pauper or beggar, the one that knows his rights and walks boldly, confidently in the power of God, resonating and living in their life. But the choice is yours. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you and bless you for this word that you sent to us, a word that we choose to live out, a word that we choose to live in so that we would bring pleasure to you. For without faith, it is impossible to please you. Thank you, Father, that the spirit of the living God that abides in us will teach us, show us, and bring to our remembrance what Jesus has said so that we can then face boldly every situation in every circumstance in our lives and bring victory and glory through that word that you have placed in us. We give you praise for that, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done in the master's name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. As we do all, all the time, we give you an opportunity to uh, have, if you have any questions or comments, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Area code 773-895-9153. You have the mic.
Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Well, it was much needed, Granddad. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Love you. Glad to see you on the call again. Amen. Area code 404 333 9350. 333. Go ahead. You have the well, enjoyed the, min- enjoyed the ministry tonight. Uh, enjoy the uh, spirit of God, the goodness, mercy, and grace, the wisdom, understanding. Um, just a lot of things that were thrown out there about the. Uh, in the book of Psalms, uh, I mean, um, just truly just thankful to the Lord for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace and everything that he is doing. And he's continuing of drawing us. Uh, just want to say uh, we need to continue to reach out toward those ones that have not heard and believe because the uh, Spirit of God is really uh, calling them. And this is not yeah. only for believers, but for unbelievers, Amen. for the drugs, Amen. the skunks, and everybody else. We just need to continue Amen. to reach out. God bless you, my brother. Amen. Thank you, too, for being on the program. Yeah, he, he, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of God, to the knowledge of this grace, to the knowledge of this power that will change and affect their lives and the lives of their children's children. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Amen. Amen. Here we go, 445. Three six seven eight two nine. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Yes, I just want to thank you for expounding on that grace a little more. Um, kind of boldly before it's on grace, I appreciate you expounding on on how grace works and that is there for us. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. That's what we're here for. Again, glad to do it. And uh, again, uh, we would say to you if. If the Lord has moved on your heart and this ministry blessed you, then go ahead and seek him as to what seed you should sow here at LiveDeliverance.com. Just go to the website, find the Donate tab, and then allow God to tell you uh, what seed you should give uh, here uh, at LiveDeliverance.com. And the Lord will uh, richly uh, bless you and 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 return uh, the the. the the favor that's coming through your obedience. The favor doesn't come through your gift, beloved. It does come through your obedience. And so I just wanted you to, to, to know that and, and uh, agree with God again in that thing. So until the next time that we get together, I want you to go ahead and tell your friends, as we were what say to tell your friends how they can uh, participate on the broadcast here at LiveDeliverance.com on Monday evenings. Just come and, and be blessed. Amen. So until the next time that we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom. Love y'all. Be blessed.